Hello, beautiful listeners. Welcome back to another episode of what I like to call Canvas Me Today podcast. Today, it'll just be me, your host, Shanze. Our guest here is Gainath, who has volunteered to speak on the topic of eating disorders. Before we get into it, I would like to put out a disclaimer for anyone who might have gone through an eating disorder or has recovered from one, as there may be triggering topics. With that being said, Gainath, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Gainath, and I am from Pakistan. Currently, I'm living in Karachi. I'm 18 years old, and I am hoping to pursue psychology in future. Beautiful. All right. So before we really dive into it, Kainak, I wanted to actually ask you, eating disorders is a very kind of taboo topic, especially in Pakistan. It's not talked about because people like to speculate that, oh, she's not healthy, she won't be able to have a family, and yada, 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 because of the cultural values. So with that being said, how did you come to the confidence or kind of the terms that you wanted to share your story and your experience? For sure, because I think, first of all, it's very important that when you are in the teenage phase, so there's such thing like... um body image and you are very concerned about your weight about how you look because all that matters is appearance first of all in our society that is why we are a little bit conscious about it um so i what i want is that girls of my age the girls that enter their teenage phase should not go through all these things that just waste their time like these things are just useless, Go, like uh, caring about how you look, how thin you are, and how healthy you are. That's not the thing we should focus in such years. Because um, what really matters is your inner beauty, what your capabilities, your talent, and all that stuff. I really don't want that what I have been through, the people, other people shall go through um, all those stuff. Agreed, absolutely. Yeah, no, uh, every point you uh, listed there was something that we're actually going to dive into. And um, do you feel like social media, in your personal experience, has made a positive impact with your recovery? I'll say both. Because in, in on the initial basis, I was very much... Um, you know, all that social media influence. So I was also trapped in that um, influence. So social media influence is a very hot topic these days. And uh, for me, at that initial time, I was also very much attracted with those uh, ideal body images and all that stuff. You know, your friends, when you start to compare yourself uh, with others in your family in your friends and when people joke about you about how you look and all that but after that when I was in the recovery phase I don't know out of somewhere I I came across such videos in which people like me who have been through such eating disorders um, I saw their video, I watched their videos and uh, I could relate so much with them. Yeah, so that's the positive uh, impact it, it made on me. Okay, right, right. 
So we were talking about this earlier, but, but if you could, for the listeners, explain the eating disorder you experienced and then the eating disorder that is also there but you didn't experience it, the names and kind of like the differences between the two. There are so many kinds of eating disorders, but the one I have been through is basically anorexia nervosa. And this disorder, basically, you are very much concerned about your weight and uh, it just impacts your um, psyche because no matter how less you eat, you always think that you have eaten a lot and the leaner you get, you are never satisfied with your body. You always try to lose more weight, you always uh, try to look leaner and you think that that lean body is very beautiful but in real you are just becoming a skeleton and so many more symptoms are there like you have OCD you get orthorexia also in which you just excessively exercise yeah and so many more things which you experience in this disorder uh, I like that you also listed other things that can come with just an, it's not just an eating disorder, which also just wanted to point that a lot of people don't see an eating disorder as a mental illness. A lot of people see it as just a physical thing, um, which yes, it has a physical, um, you can physically see how it happens to your body, but the whole thing is in your mind. You're always thinking that you're not skinny enough, you're not, the desired weight isn't there. It's all in your head. No matter, even if you do have that body goals image or everyone thinks that you're beautiful or it's just the perfect body it's very much in your head so I, I do like that you listed um, the other things that can come with an eating disorder which it's not alone it's a, it's a full um, package um, if you could speak on your personal experience of your peers like your friends family and kind of how they were involved in your journey from the beginning to now. Yeah, so since child, uh, since my childhood, I was a very healthy, very chubby child. So I, I was very often teased by my friends, by my classmates, and even my relatives and my family sometimes. Um, not intentionally, but still, uh, I was teased for um, my weight and for how much I eat and stuff like that. Uh, at that time, I didn't uh, take it very seriously. But yes, it, it was uh, something that um, was still there in my subconscious uh, mind. And uh, when I grew up, these things began to disturb me. These things began to... Um, impact me very much and when it was the time I entered my teenage phase I begin to hate how I look I begin to hate my body parts and everything and I just wanted to have a very perfect body very thin so that I can have attention of all those people who used to tease me for what I was how I looked so um that's that was my aim for that time that i have to look like uh, what i call at that time beautiful nothing otherwise so yeah and would you say that it was because of your peers negative comments was when you decided to enroll yourself in therapy or was it later on like how what was that in the timeline 
Yeah, at one time I just realized that uh, I am too much overweight and the thing which persuaded me to take this step was basically at that time um, I thought that this is a positive change because I was fed up of my unhealthy eating habits and what I wanted to do was basically control have control on my eating habits and have a healthy lifestyle because I realized that I have done so much harm to my body and uh, now I have to make my life a little better by eating good foods that will be good for my body i have to take care of my body now but eventually it um, went on the wrong track because of all those thoughts of all those uh, negative comments i was going on an extreme path so instead of achieving my positive aim i went on a very extreme thing and uh, eventually I was in eating disorder and I didn't realize that and that's a that's a scary thing as well that to not even know that you're you have an illness and to be living in that so that and it's also a very brave thing to be pursuing therapy as I feel like society has made it something that's bad but you're going there to feel better so I think it's very silly to almost feel ashamed um, in some people's eyes, they don't feel confident even sharing the fact that they go to therapy or have gone to therapy. So I really appreciate that you're open about that. So then we can uh, maybe make it a little bit more comfortable for others to pursue that if they feel they need to. And I kind of want to discuss the point where it seems that eating disorders and uh, body images and desired body goals is mostly with girls and women. We can't deny that. But how do you think that, obviously you, you are not a male, but how do you think um, a male, especially in a society like Pakistani society, should or would go about it to seek help? Um, maybe... Um... I'm just throwing exam questions at you now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. So basically, um, I have seen uh, this thing that many boys are being told if they are very lean they are being told that they must go to gym and they should have they should have um they should gain some muscles and mm -hmm. all that stuff so yeah teenage boys especially go into such things that they have to build their body and they have to look good and mm -hmm. they have to show off basically <laughs> because of all those um, things that are being portrayed on social media and mm -hmm. especially in films that if you have six abs and yeah, yeah. all that stuff. So basically, yeah, that's something which uh, really attracts girls and if you don't have it and stuff like that, right, which right. is really useless. Yeah, and it's unfortunate that I mean, we women, we're always told we're emotional. So we're given kind of that advantage that we're allowed to express. But then males, emotion is a sign of weakness for some reason, even though it's not. If they were not so much shamed for expressing weakness or expressing a down point in their life, maybe they wouldn't um, have a mental toll or feel like they're not enough in terms of like, their physical appearance because that's not all there is to a person but I'm glad that you spoke on that as well especially teen years that's just the worst I don't know why people are excited to be a teenager but anyways um 
if you could also just uh, speak on the difference between um, an, a healthy lifestyle and unhealthy lifestyle, because um, I think I can say that you've very much like pursued um, both, and you're on the like incline for doing a healthy lifestyle. There are ups and downs always, and especially I think I can say that um, obviously not someone who has uh, suffered through an eating disorder, but as an outsider. An eating disorder doesn't ever leave you. It's something that even when you recover, it's always there because it, it's something that is in the back of your mind and it's it just takes something to trigger as much as I see it. But of course, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I kind of agree with you um, because I... At this stage, I think that I have recovered um, 90% from this eating disorder. But I still think that, yeah, there are chances that you can relapse into such things. Uh, and they are going to stay with you for a lifetime. But I'm glad that uh, at least I'm not going to go into that extreme position ever again. And... Yeah. And I think that's because you, you know what you value now, and that's a healthy body, not so much like a physically attractive body to others. You value yours and how you feel about it. Yeah, but it, it really, really takes time, a lot of time and a lot of struggle, because basically eating disorder is a mental disorder. Mm -hmm. And when it has to do with your mental uh, stuff, then what happens is people telling you to eat does not help. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to persuade yourself so hard. You have to accept yourself. The main thing mm -hmm. is basically you have to accept yourself. You have to love yourself, which is... These simple kind of things is also very tough for you when you are having an eating disorder. You can't just simply go and grab something from fridge and eat it. It's not that easy. Mm -hmm. and uh, especially when you are having such health issues which comes along with your eating disorder life gets pretty tough even the simpler tasks right, right. so basically what you were asking me is uh, the difference between the healthy lifestyle and the eating disorder is basically that healthy people Whenever you are going to say that you are on a diet, people mostly think that, okay, so that means that person is going to eat salad or <laughs> that person is going to eat less mm -hmm. uh, and all that stuff. But in actual, a healthy diet, a healthy lifestyle is literally way more different than what we portray it uh, in advertisements mm -hmm. and all that thing. It's basically... A balance it's basically accepting yourself and caring for your body at the same time for sure for sure uh, it's um, not only the physical uh, stuff or food that we put in but also like things we feed in terms of like uh, environments like positive environments and not letting that toxic uh, comments kind of take over why do you think um, not only in a Pakistani society but heavily heavily in uh, uh, the Western world, what is the deal with the unawareness, even living in a day and age where we have technology and we have social media and Google and all these resources to um, kind of 
gain awareness and knowledge? Why is it still not a conversation uh, in comparison to, for example, depression or anxiety? Um, I think that uh, basically such things like depression and anxiety have now gained attention of people, even though they were there since a long time and now they are being hyped up on social media Mm -hmm. and all that stuff so i'm sure that such Mm -hmm. like eating disorder is gonna take more time (laughs) for to come in um in front of people that what actually it is basically because um this psychological disorders are not really being uh, displayed uh, to the people uh, worldwide, I would say. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Yeah, um, jumping uh, right on to that point that you just said, that uh, the way that it's portrayed in media, different forms of media, whether that is in a post or uh, a short clip, a YouTube video, or heavily, heavily now, um, TV shows. Like, mental health topics are heavily... I would say it's more of a cash grab, like, oh, if we speak on this topic, then people will definitely want to watch it or review it or comment on it. Because it's such a hot topic, it's a very sensitive topic, it's easy to jump onto it, but to correctly portray, especially because one person's experience with a mental illness is not the same with the next person's. So to be able to curate that and to present that in a way where it doesn't feel like um uh black or white because it's not it's not this is this and this is that one person's experience uh, will heavily differ from another's uh, especially from if you compare ages and genders and uh, geographic like why culture and if you add all of that i'm getting to my point <laughs> and that is I don't know if you've seen any of them, but how do you feel about TV shows kind of dipping their toes into topics such as mental illness? I think it's really, really important, and I feel really glad that now this topic uh, on any kind of mental illness is being te- being telecast on televisions, and it is really important because, you know, people still are being against the word, the term mental illness, especially Mm -hmm. in Pakistan, they say that there is no such thing as mental illness. Mm -hmm. And when you go into the religious perspective, um, which is actually not true, but people believe that, no, there can't be any such thing uh, as mental illness. If you are really being into the religion, then, and if you are being busy with the the importance, important things in your life, you don't have time for such mental illness. Mm -hmm. And, um, especially our uh, parents don't believe it because at that time it there was no such term and they say that uh, they have coped with all these things which we are going through so um, at that time there was no such thing so how we are experiencing <laughs> according it to now. them if it wasn't existent then it's not it's it just not <laughs> it's not existent now also <laughs> it's just the end all be all yeah i am the one that <laughs> confirms or denies um but yeah no for sure um it it seems almost because it's once again um with most mental illnesses it's not a physical thing so people are led to believe that it's just not real because that's what's easier for the human of human mind to if they see it they believe it 
Yeah, and basically uh, there is no education for mental illnesses and that's the biggest problem, that's the main problem I would say. And because of that, when there is no education, so um, diagnosing your, the mental illness is really triggers the problem because when you get to know that, okay, that person or you yourself is going through such symptoms and that is why you are having a particular mental disorder. At that time, things have gone too far and um, it's really late to, you know, have uh, control on all those things and make everything right. And at the same time, you have to face other people who keep telling you that, you know, um, you have to do this and you have to do that and it will be okay. Yeah, it's not a simple um, exchange where you, like, I've I've received that myself with my depression. Um, people are just like, oh, just be happy, you know, be, be positive. I wish, I wish, yeah. I wish it was that simple. Cause, honey, if it was, I wouldn't be in the state that I was. But it's it's not. I agree. Yes, the, uh, having a positive approach definitely does change the outcome of many situations. But it's not that black and white. Um, yes. There I'm are sure. many factors um, put into an equation, and that equation is that in, in our life, and one factor is, yes, maybe have a positive attitude, but also maybe we have really terrible relatives and peers that don't want the best for us, so that then kind of clashes with a positive attitude, because that you can't just tell someone one thing, and then it's it's not a simple exchange, but... Um, that is kind of intertwined with also um, the lack of education, for sure. Even where there is um, our resources and there is education, for example, in North America, people don't want to believe it because a life without mental illness is definitely easier. Even if you're not going through it, um, you have peers who are, and you are seeing and watching someone struggling. So... I think it's hard for them to come to terms with a reality where you're dealing with a patient, essentially. Yes, they're not in a hospital. Yes, they're not. Mm -hmm. Their limbs aren't bleeding or whatever. But it, they are mentally ill. They are struggling. And that, that is a reality. If we come to terms with faster, the easier it'll be to approach and kind of help our peers. The fact that it's not apparent is basically <laughs> the worst thing because uh, you don't know what the person is going through if that person is having a certain disorder and uh, that really makes it difficult for you to you know go along with the, your um what whatever other people are doing even your family has to cope with everything you are um, doing regarding your education and regarding your daily routine. Yeah, that point of like your lifestyle, it completely flips. Like there are interests and hobbies and things that you had a passion that you completely lose interest in when you do start dealing with your um, mental illness, whether that be anxiety, depression, or an eating disorder. Um, you shared with me a while back ago that you had an uh, interest in drawing and arts and all but that kind of um, 
disappeared. Is that uh, because of the eating disorder? Or? Um, no, not really. It was not because of that. But it is something that can be heavily um, changed because your entire life life's focus is now this illness and you trying to deal with it and kind of it's an obstacle course you could say and you're trying to reach an end yeah because the time uh, three years back when i got this disorder uh there that was a turning point in my life you can say it was a negative kind of turning point in my life because uh you know when you get this disorder and you are uh, in such a age where you are going already going through um puberty and body changes and everything and especially your hormones are behaving in such <laughs> a way that you have no idea mm-hmm. and uh, at that time when you eliminate such an important um part of diet from your life from mm-hmm. your daily routine it really really impacts you and uh, health is wealth basically and when you are not feeding your body what it needs basically so how are you expecting yourself to perform well in your daily task in your and that uh, phase is really essential in your life because you are in your high school in your very it's very important age because um, you you are particularly very confused about your life and when you are in this disorder the things double up you have no idea what is going on with you because um your hormones your um confusion everything just gets double up Mm -hmm. in a in a negative way right right yeah it's a it's a lot for a a teen to face because you've already have your plate full for sure and um i think we've kind of covered the like history and the start and then the whole period of like being in it could you tell me how like your life looks like right now with um post um eating disorder uh yeah so basically i think that um after all those struggles after the therapy after the help i got from my family my friends i think that now i am pretty much um okay with what i am right now like whatever i look like although i still am conscious uh, for the weight Mm -hmm. um and about my eating patterns but i'm happy that at least i am not on a very extreme side um that's the key that you have to accept yourself you don't have to think that what other people Mm -hmm. think about you and once you have that you are you are very peaceful in your life Mm -hmm. because you're not worried about other people yeah um one thing um just my own curiosity and that was we haven't spent too much time uh recently but when we do go to each other's houses and like we eat when you see other people eating things <laughs> you're smiling something's about to go okay when you see other people eating things does something like freak you out you're just like how do you consume that or like are you good Sean? <laughs> like how are you eating 
like is that something that goes through your head do you feel disgusted almost or? yeah it, it does it does because for sure um and on the initial basis when uh, it's really hard for you to eat in front of people it's really really hard because you are only thinking about oh my god um is that person gonna think that i'm eating too much and should i be eating this and should mm-hmm. i be eating that right. um plus so when you are looking at other people you are just like gosh they are so lean and still they uh-huh. eat like an elephant <laughs> they don't work out they just sleep they yeah. are just lazy and still they can eat whatever they want mm-hmm. uh, so yeah for sure you think all these kind of stuff yeah because I was thinking about that like the last time that um, you came over and it just struck but I was like no we're gonna wait for the podcast and then we'll um, and I think like the last point that I want to touch on is that and not exactly point but Are there any questions or comments or anything that somebody shouldn't say to someone who is going through or has gone through even an eating disorder so then it doesn't trigger them or they don't lash out on the person if there's any points that you think? Um, First of all, um, I think that what is my um, mission, you can say, is... For myself and for what I want others to uh, have as their mission as well in their life is that no matter what, just don't be judgmental ever regarding anything because you don't know what what and why that person is doing. So basically being judgmental is being unfair, I would say, mm-hmm. because you don't know the reality of that person. Uh, no matter how worse the thing look, apparently, even then, you should never be judgmental. And what I would like to say to the people of my age and even the people who have been through or um, who are going through this eating disorder, regardless of their age, I would just say that this thing really doesn't matter. All you should think about is your loved ones. You should not think about how you look. You should, because there are more important things in your things in your life, and if you are going to do such experiments on yourself regarding your diet, which is very important for your body, then you are going to suffer. You are going to lag behind. You are not going to um, be where you are dreaming to be, because for sure you will have a lot of health issues. And you are not going to be happy. And the most important thing you need in life is that you have to be happy with whatever you have and with whatever you are. Well, thank you so much for taking out your time and especially just speaking on this issue that needs to be spoken on a little bit more, just to shed a little bit more light on it. Um, That was Skynath, guys. Follow her on Instagram or don't. I don't know. (laughs) We'll figure it out. Thank you for tuning in. See you guys. Or not really. Thank you so much. My pleasure. (laughs) Thank you. Bye, guys. Yeah, and uh, tune in for the next episode.